You're listening to the Vanu Podcast, the podcast making you invulnerable to the coercion of the state and the servile society. Visit our website for free resources to aid you in your pursuit of self-liberation. Old Vanu publications, podcasts, guest articles, and much more. Go to vanupodcast.com. And now, your hosts, Shane and Jason. All right, and welcome to the Vonnie Podcast, the podcast making you invulnerable to coercion. I'm your host, Shane, coming to you from the homestead here in southern Illinois. Uh, so apologize for the uh, brief delay there at the at the beginning of the stream here. Just wanted to make sure uh, you guys know about my satellite internet out here in the middle of nowhere. Just wanted to make sure the stream was going to stabilize, and it looks like it will. So um, hopefully that's, uh, that is the case. Uh, anyway, today I'm pleased to welcome uh, Ryan Criston from the Last American Vagabonds. Um, over there, they uh, travel the world, writing what the people need to know. Uh, so obviously, with uh, our focus on nomadic lifestyles here, uh, I was immediately intrigued. Uh, but after checking out the uh, information available there, uh, I certainly do recommend it, especially now uh, that the uh, the incredible Whitney Webb is uh, writing over there. She's got a, a great uh, ongoing series uh, that I will uh, link in the show notes. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, today, uh, yeah, this this episode was sparked as uh, uh, was sparked by uh, one of Ryan. Ryan's daily podcasts uh, or uh, video reports uh, from last week entitled Coronavirus is Being Covered Up and Suppressed Like the 1918 Spanish Kansas Flu. Uh, so the plan for today is this. Uh, we'll hop in the time machine and uh, head back a century. Uh, we'll cover other possible missing connections uh, that I really haven't heard brought up from anywhere else. And uh, to conclude, we'll talk about the war and foreign policy shenanigans that are taking place around the world, despite uh, you know the ongoing pandemic. Because uh, again, I hadn't heard really anyone else talking about that. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get all the inf- all the, all the, uh, the sc- we'll get the scoop on that. And uh, one final note: the way I have the show structured is uh, that we'll cover the possible theory with the least assumptions slash speculation first. And then move on to the one with the most. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean that there's, that there's only one possibility, um, but really just one, one step at a time, per se. Um, so without further ado, Ryan, welcome to the uh, Vani Podcast. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to getting into some good conversation about all the different theories, because everyone today is so focused in trying to fit all the information into what their one theory is. And it's important that we branch out and realize that maybe more than one thing, actually. Right, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And uh, as uh, I, I had uh, a live stream last night with uh, with a guy named Daryl Becker, and something that he talks about is is that uh, he builds his self esteem not on being right, but about knowing the truth. And uh, that's um, that's so being proven wrong or you know finding out uh, a new theory or, or information to discredit something is uh, is a good thing, not a not a bad thing. Um, but uh, I guess uh, to begin, could you tell us a bit about uh, the Last American Vagabond? Uh, what you've been, uh, what you when did you guys uh, when did you start that, and what you guys do over there? Well, long story short, this started as kind of a passion project for me on the side. Um, I'm a classically trained chef. I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Napa Valley. That's that was that's been my career for you know for most of my life until suddenly I had that kind of moment that we've all had over the years where I woke up to the reality that we were being deceived in so many different ways. For me, that really started with cannabis in particular, but not just as it pertained to cannabis law reform and all the many, many deeply dark, deeply seated dark lies around that topic, but more so about how that topic related to so many other things in regard to just personal freedoms and how we're realizing that, you know, as we all saw with the cannabis thing, that if, you know, 
states even, individuals even, actually come together across party lines. Look at what we can accomplish. It's amazing to see how these states are just standing up today and saying, well, guess what? We don't agree with your federal law. Imagine that happening in any other circumstance today. It wouldn't fly. It just shows you that that's possible, in my opinion. And it kind of just blossomed from there. And I started just a side project writing different things, never expected to have it become what it is now. And it just caught people's attention and it, and it grew, became more popular. And I made the choice along the way to kind of just take a shot in the dark and try to make this work for what it was. And it was a dangerous moment for a while there where I was wondering if I was going to be able to make my, meet my bills. And you sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the moral of the story is sometimes you just got to take a shot in the dark and go for it, you know. And then it just blossomed into foreign policy and everything else. Go Pretty much what anything that you're being lied to about, people, things that the government are hiding from you. And uh, and then, you know, here we are now where I'm doing my daily show talking about whatever I think is important. And as you said, we brought on Whitney Webb, which is a huge, huge boon for this outlet in general because her work yep. is fantastic. And so any, just search The Last American Vagabond anywhere and you'll pretty much find us on damn near every platform out there. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, I, I definitely do recommend uh, recommend your work. Uh, there's a, you know, a, lot of, uh, a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of radio shows, and, and you know, I, I definitely listen and, and watch a lot of them. And uh, you, you do a, a very good job. It's, it's very, very thorough. Uh, and I, I like the way that, that, you, that you present the information. So um, I guess the thing, the thing I'll mention here just for, for my listeners is you, you said you, uh, you had you, – you, uh, things got off the ground you didn't expect it to get this good and then all of a sudden youtube demonetized you or fascist tube demonetized you a couple weeks ago right they uh uh things are starting to pick up and they just they said nope trying to make trying trying to make trying to make ends meet nope we're not, not gonna let that happen yeah, during a pandemic, no less, right? But what what what's what's I pride myself on on the how I conducted this because it was it really it's it's a small part of what was holding this out this out put holding keeping this outlet going. The long a long time ago, I mean, long before I was even really had a presence on YouTube, I had the website going. You, Google AdSense demonetized our website. I'm not even sure oh, wow. why. Probably the same reason as today, but. You know, I just said, well, screw it then. We're not going to even be reliant on Google. And that a long time ago, it sh- and I almost thanked them for that. It shifted my model into don- donation-based. I mean, this outlet wouldn't exist if it wasn't for donations. And that's easily 90% of what keeps this platform running. So Google pulled their you know, basically non-existent monetization. The reason they did it is because we were getting a surge in the memberships and the super chats because we hadn't really had that focus before. And suddenly people were really finding a way around their control and they noticed it and pulled the plug as well as I believe Jason Burmis and, you know, we are change. And uh, I think it was uh, lift the veil. I think was one of them. There's a lot of different people out there that are being demonetized right now. And it's, it's crazy. And the point being is they want to control the message and everything, but for all those out there, don't worry. Last American Vagabond's not going anywhere unless you decide <laughs> to stop, you know, donating bottom line, you know? Right, right, and and, and yeah, I've I've, uh, I've I've mentioned on 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 the past streams, especially after what's what was uh, I guess what was simulated in Event Two Hundred One. Um, I still have a monetized YouTube channel, and I mean, we've talked about. I mean, I don't do any of the. A lot of YouTubers will, you know, change. You know, not call it coronavirus, but call it something else to beat the algorithms. I don't do any of that, and I still have a monetized YouTube channel. But I've I have a really yeah. small YouTube channel. Don't make much off it at all. But I th- I think it really is. I think it really comes down to when you start seeing success, they want to cut your wings off as soon as as, as soon as they possibly can. So. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's not surprising. And if I could note on, real quick, on, yeah, sure, go for on it on the self censorship, just real quick, because it's so that's such an important thing today. And I, I, I no way want to knock anybody out there who is choosing to try to do that to circumvent their control. I totally get it, and we all like, see why that needs to be done to some degree, because those people circumventing it with key code words and whatever else are 
finding ways to get the information to people, which is great. But the problem for me, just as like a root moral level, I just can't do that. I refuse to self-censor because ultimately that's also what they want. And then it becomes a battle on who's smart enough to dig into everything. And I think today we can see that that's the point people are being dumbed down so they want it to be harder to find and i refuse to self-censor so i you know right. anyone out there still you know having the courage to force in these you know the, the, the whatever we're talking about even 5g or or coronavirus i commend you for doing so because it's a hard time to do it right yeah it, it, it definitely is uh, it, it definitely is so uh, i guess let's go ahead and get into it here uh so uh, again in that uh, in that episode i mentioned I'll, I'll definitely link it in the show notes um but uh, you start with talking about uh, the 1918 spanish flu so um yeah i'll be honest i've never never done any, any really any research into it because i've never had a reason to it's never not something that just that i i'd heard about it you know in the past but you know oh some of the bunch of people got the flu like why, why would i look back into that um so i guess could you could you tell us a bit about that uh, the parallels with today's uh alleged pandemic, and then uh, also the U.S. military connection as well? Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting topic for so many different reasons. Even just the one that you just brought up that kind of made me think about this, that how interesting it is that even those of us that are aware that we're being lied to, like those of us that are, you know, that you know, fancy ourselves woke and that we realize that these, they're, you know, mainstream media is tricking you, that we will still not realize that we have these things in our minds that we just kind of have cemented as just a foregone conclusion. That mm-hmm. cannabis is what comes to mind for me in the same way, that people that will realize that all of that, you know, being lied to, there's proper, there's politics involved, will still then simultaneously be like, oh, you know, it makes you stupider or it, you know, the things that have been dispelled over the years, but they don't even realize it because you've just taken it at face value, such as the idea. Idea that you know that just the Spanish flu, right? I'm I'm the same mm-hmm. way that you just why would you question it because that's something we were all taught. But we need to start challenging all of these classically hold ideas, classically held ideas because it I, these days I'm finding out you know what aren't we lied to about? That's what that's the sad reality, and that goes far beyond just this one country. There's governments lie, but the story is so in, important. And and the research that I was really digging into that I recommend you guys all check out was that of Gareth Porter. Really fantastic researcher, journalist, does amazing work. And one of the articles I was talking about on that specific episode was one where he outlines just the kind of the general story, which I recommend for everybody. And, you know, we hear Spanish flu, 1918, you know, that we came from Spain. And this is one of the main reasons, in fact, historically speaking, looking back, that they no longer do that. They actually make a point to no longer base it off a location or or a person because they know that that's historically almost always inaccurate. And that's interesting why we still – it should say something why we have governments trying to force it in today. You know, Think about that. But the long, long or the short of it is, is that it started in the United States, and this is not – Debatable. This is not a theory or a conspiracy theory. There's there's abundant documentary evidence that shows that the the 1918 pandemic started in Haskell County, Kansas, and and interestingly enough, then spread through the U.S. military during World War One and just continued to spread on the field because they knew about it. Because General Pershing at the time was aware, as well as the administration at the time was aware. They knew that there was something going on. They're obviously their their in their knowledge of what the viruses were, even a different discussion to how we're lost on that today as well. But it was limited back then, even as we see it today, right? So but they still understood there was a problem and they still understood that this was being people sick, and they continued to put people in harm's way. They continued to send in troops and pull back the sick ones over and over, which it, now we know historically speaking, and even into today, that, that in that made it worse. Right. It mutated. It caused problems. It was just spreading uncontrollably and that it made it worse to where it spread back in the United States. And and the rest, you know, as I say, is history, even though we don't know it. The reason that it went down in Spain is because Spain, Spain 
the Spanish government was the only government at the time that was being honest about it. Isn't that just a perfect analogy for today? Kind of sort of a nice guys finish last scenario. They're the only ones that were saying, yeah, here we have some cases and we're dealing with it. The UK, the United States, they all knew they had it and they all lied about it. So it went down as the Spanish flu, you know, and, and there's, there's so much more in this story, but that's the gist of it. We have to realize that it's just like we're dealing with today, that the US military with the what, four now aircraft carriers that they're forcing out are all sick, full of sick COVID-19 patients. So again, they're choosing to put their agendas, their military goals above that of safety for the world. And, and in particular, as they're the military of this country, the American people, they're putting your lives at risk to achieve their goals. It might as well be the same situation today. Right, right, and uh, since since we're since we're talking about it, I, I think we should we should go ahead and cover that as well with uh, uh, with what uh, you know what the U.S. government is doing with uh, you know militarily and, and, and foreign policy wise because uh, the gears of war are continuing, right? Uh, the, I'm pretty sure sanctions haven't been lifted. I'm pretty sure every everything's still it's uh, it was it was full throttle before it. It might be even uh, it might be 110 percent on the pedal now. So could you tell us a little bit a little bit more about uh, what what uh, U.S. military is up to around the world? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then just one last point on the Spanish flu. I think it's important people to recognize just to kind of one good thing to take away from that. Understand not just that it didn't start in Spain, but started in the United States and they lied about that. But the fact that the all said and done when this was all over, more people were killed by by the disease than by war on every angle of this. In every field of war they were involved in, more Americans died from the disease that they knowingly put them in the path of than the actual war that they were fighting. Think think about how you know, that should be a really you know sober sombering moment for people out there, but it was hidden from everybody, and we don't know, you know, and you know, and that's a perfect segue into the foreign policy in the same way that we have to realize that that's all happening right now. They're continuing these foreign policy agendas, even while the seemingly the whole world, even those that ha- classically support U.S. agendas, are backing away and saying, no, maybe we shouldn't use starvation sanctions against countries in the middle of a pandemic. But the U.S. government is twisting the knife in every possible field of war. They're continuing to bomb people in Somalia right now. I just reported on that. They're continuing to you know, carry out agendas in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, all these locations. I mean, some of the most important ones are Venezuela. They have now multiple ships going to Venezuela. They're actually carrying out a massive so-called narco operation, which is really insulting to the average person's intelligence when you realize that Colombia, which is the government which they're with, they're, they're working with to go after Venezuela, sells 70% of the world's cocaine. <laughs> right. Yet they're going after Venezuela for narco trafficking of cocaine. It's just it's it's disjointed. It's, it doesn't make any sense if you just have the information in front of you, you know. And there's so many things we can get into if you feel you know. Let me know where you want to get into right. foreign policy, but it doesn't. It- Right. There's there, there's a lot going on. And I mean, I've and this has been a, a big frustration for me, especially like foreign policy is just one thing that really, really gets under my skin um, because it's 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 really the most evil and in, 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 in my opinion, the most evil aspect of the state, um, the most despicable. And yeah, the, the fact that it's full full speed ahead with with the sanctions in Yemen and, and all these and, and all of these other things. Well, you know, it, well, there's there's yeah, well, well, this is going on. It's uh, it's yeah, it's uh. Certainly frustrating. Certainly frustrating. So I guess Yemen for me is a big one. Yemen is one that really, really gets under my skin. Like that's something like personally, like it's hard. I have to like constantly check my emotions with that topic because it's so despicable to see so many people willfully starving. The people are intentionally creating a humanitarian crisis. Then it's being called the world's worst humanitarian crisis. And then they continue to sell weapons and continue to bomb and continue to blockade. and, And even now it's even worse. You know, same thing with Gaza. It's all just continuing on. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it uh, it's it's definitely insane, definitely insane. So, um, was there anything else you wanted to mention the Spanish flu uh, and its uh, and its relevance or or connection to uh, connection to today? 
But just again, for people to think about how relevant that really is and to ask the question if they were lying then or they lying now, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. always have to ask that. Yes, we have different people in different places, but the, 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 the general policy, both foreign and domestic, has been pretty damn spot on, depending, no matter left, right, up, down, no matter who's in charge. We have to see that. And if they did it then, have to be willing to consider if they're doing it now, whether, the, whether that's in regard to lying about that happening or in testing bioweapons, which they've done numerous times in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So, um, so yeah, like as, as I mentioned in the introduction, um, now that we were, we're onto the, I guess, uh, you know, for back in the time machine, we're back to present time. We're not, we're not back in 1918. Um, so, uh, like I said, I want to start with, uh, I guess the, the preexisting conditions, I guess that, that aspect, that aspect, that aspect of it first. So preexisting conditions and iatrogenic death, um, would be kind of the, the first thing. Um, and this was when I started, when I first started following this and, and, uh, um, even in following, following was happening in Italy. Um, that was what I, I guess that was my my initial um, my initial inclination because I've been doing for the past year a lot of research into health and so uh, you know learning about how fi- over fifty percent of, of you know Americans Americans especially and, and a lot of you know just the West the West in general um, have chronic metabolic disease and it leads to heart disease and, and all of these things that um, like it makes you know weakens immune systems it does all of these things so that was my my initial inclination when I was watching this then the data was coming out of Italy with all the pre existing conditions and the age um, and then for um, New York. Um, for the data coming out of New York, hearing, uh, hearing about how the intubation was um, the standard of care, like within the first 24 hours, and how 80%, I think it was 80% of the patients put on intubators, never got off of them. Um, it's basically a death sentence. And then the further information I found out yesterday was that apparently Medicaid was um, $13,000 per COVID patient, $39,000 per patient if they get put on a ventilator. So like this is just twisted in so many directions. Um, I We obviously can't can't trust the data coming out of anywhere, whether it's China, whether it's the U.S., doesn't matter. We can't really trust the data coming out of anywhere. Then you then you hear about all of these, and this is nothing new with big pharma, right? With the financial conflicts of interest, all of these really, uh, you know, un, 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 unethical things. It's not surprising at all. So, I guess from your vantage point here, um, what's what's been your take on on um, I guess uh, on, on on the numbers, on maybe the the actually the severity of this flu? Um, could you kind of speak to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a broad topic. You know, there's so many things just to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think just want to touch on one thing you you mentioned there is just anytime there's a profit motive, anytime there's a profit motive, whether we're talking for profit prisons or anything else, you can guarantee that that will play a factor. You know, whether this is just a good-hearted person that is, you know, finds himself in a position where both things are helping people, but they choose the one that ultimately helps them a little more, right? Whether it's innocuous or not, the profit motive will drive the direction. And so we're talking about that right now. You know, you know that there are people that, even in regard to intubating, you know, when knowing that this is causing more deaths, which, by the way, doesn't make any real sense based on what we understand of, you know, previous situations. But so most people are dying. And yet we're doing it anyway because possibly they're making more money at the end of the day. Now, and, in their, and, and their classic understanding is thinking that intubation is going to help, right? But they can't stop in the middle and go, well, right. 80% of people are dying when we do it, but we get 30 grand more when we have them on an intubator. You know, so you, you can – or on a, a ventilator. So you can, you can know, you can see that there's something that's driving that. And this is what we have to ask ourselves. And I think it's very broad. There's obvious – I think you could make a, an explanation for either side of the argument where you can argue – that there are possible ways that just our own broken system has created the kind of pandemonium around what might already have been happening, maybe just a little more severe, maybe even with the introduction of something new that's not that dangerous, but because of the way that it's being dr- addressed, 
and people are just acting, you know, and then you could see how they could use the deaths that already happened, the hundreds of thousands of pneumonia deaths and the flu deaths and the, all these things that are already happening, 50,000 deaths a year, you know, from flu alone. And we're, we're at a point now where you could have, maybe we're just looking at those numbers. And I'm not saying I think that. I'm just saying you could make that argument for how you could see that. Now, on the other side, you could argue that this is something that's being driven by the profit entirely. There are people that are intentionally hyping this up in order to make more profit. Right. And, 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 then, and then there's also the discussion of whether or not any of it's actually accurate, which mm-hmm. I think is crazy that we're not even allowed to ask these questions today coming from a government that has absolutely manufactured entire events, historically verified. Yet we're not allowed to ask whether or not this might be to some degree a lie. You know, that's crazy today. You know, but at the end of the day, we can see that there's always that possibility. And I think nobody knows. I don't think anybody at this point actually knows what's going on. That's why I'm cautioning people out there. Don't get swept up by somebody who swears they have the answer. Listen mm-hmm. to them. Sure. Entertain the information. But be a discerning adult and ask yourself, is this – does he know for sure? Or is he saying he knows someone that knows for sure? Or I have a source that says, right? We need to be skeptical today. Yeah. You know? And it's just this is – government-driven agendas around it all are really where this is all focused on for me right now. I think – I think, and we can get into the discussion of the evidence around it, but I think mm-hmm. most of it seems to be pointing toward uh, uh, some kind of a bioweapon discussion. Seeing as how the, both you know both the Chinese and the U.S. government have been manipulating and using bio research to make weapons and then the vaccines from them, it's obviously mm-hmm. about the weapons. They claim it's about the vaccines, but why would you need a vaccine for a weapon that hasn't been used yet or not right. in, the world, in the world yet, right? But that's where the evidence seems to point to me, and I think that that's something we need to be able to consider. But who knows? Right, right, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, and I'll make just just one final point on on I guess just what what we've been seeing seeing happening. Um, but yeah, like with the uh, and 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 obviously, uh, you know that that could I mean that that is I mean t- to me like that's uh, I guess that that's the Occam's Razor explanation for me is just that um, that's. <clears throat> Whether whether there's a flu or not, uh, or you know whether there whether you know COVID nineteen is real or not, um, point is these people with weakened immune systems are going to end up in the hospital and dying more. Um, that's kind of, and, and 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 as I said in previous streams, I mean the rates of ob- obesity are going up; they aren't going down. People are getting more unhealthy; they're not getting healthier. So I wouldn't be surprised if like if if we do see um, in, in the in the uh, coming years these these sorts of rates go up, but. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um. I suppose. Yeah. We can go ahead and uh, get on to. Um. I guess uh, another aspect. Uh, I guess uh, an- another thing here that I-, I guess I really hadn't looked into. Um. At all. And uh, you-, you mentioned with. Um. With the the Spanish flu, like uh, we never really. I've never had any real reason to look back into it. Well, that's how. That's how the. Uh, I guess the two thousand one. Uh, you know the uh, the the uh, dark winter anthrax. That's how that was for me too. And nine eleven was the event that woke me up. I just never went and. Uh, but I was like seventeen or eighteen, and that was long after nine eleven. By that time, so I never had. I never went back and looked at it. And sure enough, wow, um, there it is. So I, I guess. Um, there's uh there there's that connection um uh there's the the i guess the the dark winter connection um so so could you talk a little bit about uh a little bit about that yeah and, and i think that i'm actually going to be doing one of my next shows kind of focused on this topic in general and and some of whitney webb's research and and the the, the larger concern that this is presenting and right the, the the history around anthrax and how that when this is what something you're probably mentioning there is that yeah. you know people aren't aware 
that this has been this is this kind of blew up in their face. The the argument was that and the anthrax was, you know, we all have the images of them, you know, all the different times they stood up and lied about what we were, you know, even regard the WMDs in Iraq. Right. Those things we now know are lies that they right. not just lied, but they knowingly lied to Americans, which is crazy that something like that can happen. And yet here we are today and seemingly not even considering that fact in regard to anthrax it went the exact same way they lied they said it was saddam hussein they said it was despite the fact that by the way they had already been giving this person all kinds of things you know but the 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 iraq iran war right they gave them biological weapons they gave them chemical weapons right and then suddenly when iraq became the bad or saddam hussein became the bad guy when they no longer had use for him right now we have concerns about the things that he's using right and this they they just lie they said it was saddam hussein we now know looking back on the history and their own information that it was so they tell us anyway a disgruntled employee from fort dietrich that, that <laughs> released these things and gave them to people both the two congressmen who got, had issues with this were both the only two people that were holding up the patriot act Surprise, surprise. That's the After craziest happened, well, the craziest thing. Yeah, they yeah, they were the they were right? the ones the, that got the anthrax mail to them. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And and then of course after that, well, guess what? Patriot Act passed, right? So now we, you know, and, and this was all part of this was a false flag. This was a and, and we know this now, right? They just try to pass it off on one guy, and just it's a coincidence that it happened to go only to the two people. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So we're dealing with this. And by the way, they also had all kinds of exercises and and, and that's what Dark Winter was about. Right. People like Robert Cadleck and these people that were involved, uh, Jerome Hauer, that, that ultimately created the it's a, it was the event 201 of the anthrax story for those that are following coronavirus. It's exactly the same thing. They laid it out in, a, in explicit detail. And then it's ultimately what happened. Of course, in, in the exercise, it was to blame Saddam Hussein. And that's obviously where they were meant to go. It just blew up in their face. Right. And this is the same government we're talking about today, guys, with, by the way, the same people involved. That's what's so crazy to me. The right. same people involved in lying to the American people about the anthrax scare. And then, by the way, who are it, it invested in the very companies that were set to profit wildly from the vaccines they then forced on everybody, which then ultimately hurt a lot of people. But that's a different story. Those same people are right now tied up in Trump's administration dealing with coronavirus. And surprise, surprise, they're set to make a whole bunch of profit from the treatments to coronavirus. You can't overlook these obvious tie-ins, you know, and if they were lying back then to make profit, gee, do you think they would do it now? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. And that was the, the craziest thing um, about the about looking back into the anthrax thing. And, and, and I'm going to reemphasize this for the listeners because I, I re-listened to this episode twice. I think, it was, I think it was one of Whitney Webb's, one of Whitney's interviews on, on a different podcast. Um, but... Um, but anyway, yeah, they they the the senators that got anthrax mailed to them were the ones that were not allowing the Patriot Act to go through. Just think about that. And then also can also consider that uh, what wasn't uh, weren't uh, Dick Cheney and other people in the administration taking Cipro, um, an antibiotic for anthrax before, um, yeah, before the before it was even and mailed. That was that- yeah, and I believe that was if I believe it's Jerome Howard was the person that ultimately was driving that and person that was in you know stood to basically told these people that this was needed before we even knew that this was happening. You know, so the story goes, right? We can we could documented that this was being warned to take this before the anthrax scare had even begun. Right. And then, of course, it comes full circle when you realize that they're also profiting from the things that they're talking about. It's it's a, it goes full circle. I, again, I highly recommend that you read her entire work on the, you know, the, uh, the Dark Winter episode, which is part of the engineering contagion series. It's all in The Last American Vagabond. But it's I mean, there's just no I'm going to do my best to probably sit here tomorrow and encompass all of that data, as well as one she just wrote about 
Kushner's surveillance system tied up with the whole thing or the Kushner backed surveillance system using you know, 9-11 like stuff around coronavirus, which is horrifying. But I'm going to try to encompass all that in one of my next shows. But the best thing to do is to read the entire article. You just can't get all the information in there. Right. Yeah. I, 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 and I went ahead and put uh, put uh, a link to that uh, in the uh, in the live chat for, for the listeners. And, and uh, yeah, for those for those that, uh, that are here, uh, definitely, if you got any questions or uh, comments, please feel free to leave those in the live chat. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead. And uh, <laughs> so the F- Fort Detrick uh, is relevant to, to this story, too, isn't it? So um, 2001. Uh, was uh, I guess the, that was the anthrax uh, that uh, I guess it originated from Fort Detrick. Um, where, where does uh, where does Fort Detrick, Fort Detrick fit into this story? And uh, I think there's a, a mysterious vaping vaping illness that uh, that comes around too, right? Did you speak to that? Right, right, yeah. And that's and this, you know, on on the in the what you were talking about before, this would be one of those discussions that is based on hype. You know, this is not a verifiable thing yet. There's a lot of evidence and data points, but this is not proof that shows that these things are necessarily tied. But I think and you want my honest opinion. I think this is absolutely connected based on all the information. And we're, to what we're talking about here is, first of all, Fort Detrick, for people that don't know, is a BSL-4 lab, just like the one in Wuhan that they act like is the only thing that ever worked on coronavirus and bats, right? DARPA and Fort Detrick have been working on coronavirus and bats for decades. Open information, right? In fact, there's obvious ties to Fort Detrick. Fort Detrick and North Carolina University and the Pentagon itself, they all have a presence in Wuhan lab, just so people know that. So we, if, even the discussion that it came from there does not automatically re- just remove any possible fault of the U.S. government. That'd be the first place that they would do it. And I'm still considering that China is responsible and everything else too, right? But the other way around, there is no U.S., pr- no Chinese presence in Fort Detrick. I find that to be very important to point out, right? So Fort Detrick on the East Coast is a lab that is notorious for having contaminate, contamination issues, for not for, for containment issues, for having things leak out of the lab, things like Ebola or coronavirus, things in the past that they've actually been caught in, like things that the CDC actually shut them down for. I just recently showed a clip of all these people around Fort Detrick back in 2016. All the families that live in the area are all saying that they know, they know they're being poisoned, they're being tested on. We all have cancer, and just no one cares. Everyone ignores it, all right? So but you, mm. into 2019... There was this CDC shuts down Fort Detrick because they have containment issues, which is it means what it sounds like, that they had something leaked out of the lab. They have issues. They have safety issues in regard to their highly contagious diseases that they work on. Right. That's not the first time. Multiple times this place has had exact same issues. So it closes down. CDC, for very for no reason at all, basically national security reopens it. They couldn't even tell you what happened or why it went down the way it did, quoting national security. Then, as the months go on, I think like a month later, give or take a few days, you have mysterious vaping illnesses that start breaking out, or rather start getting to the apex right around this period. And this is the mysterious vaping illnesses that we all heard about in this country. Oh, yeah. No one ever explained it. They tried to pass it off as THC cartridges, but that was never verified. Guess what? For those that don't know, that illness that we couldn't explain, the weird pneumonia-like, influenza-like illness, which they caused it or they named it at the time, guess what it had? Ground glass opacity in the lungs. It had the exact same symptoms as everything we're talking about in regard to COVID-19 today. But no one's ever considered that. No one in the mainstream dares to talk about it. This is an obvious potential tie-in. Then, of course, on the other side of Fort Detrick, you have – nursing homes that have these weird outbreaks and supposed cold illness. They literally called it the cold. 
but it had the exact same ground glass opacity lungs, had the exact same symptoms as the mysterious vaping owners. So right off the bat, why wouldn't they right then be like, wait a minute, we have two things that are exactly the same on different areas that are right near this area, but we're going to call them two different things. There's obviously some cover up going on, in my opinion. Right. These things all happened. People died. It got very severe. Thousands of people. No one cares. Right. Then you have the perfect segue into the world military games over in Wuhan, which the U.S. military sent its personnel over there for the world military games. Wuhan and the Chinese authorities have testified, have, have commented on the fact that there were people that were sick that were there. Military personnel that were had that had to be put to bed. Right. So the, the whole point here is that we can see a very clear trail, exactly like 1918, exactly like the U.S. military trailing it around the world, just like it did from Kansas. Right. So that's something we need to consider. Now, is it proof of that happening? No. But I think the evidence is very clearly pointing in that direction. And everything else that you can get right now that's in, in some way pointing towards China or Wuhan or the wet market, it's, it's circumstantial at best. And they've actually proven that it did not start in that wet market. That's, and that's 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 long since been passed. But all the people with political opinions are forcing in that China did it. It's all because of the Communist Party, yep. and it's all because of that wet mark. And that's all they're doing. Now, I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just saying the evidence does not point there. And if we're at all caring about the evidence and trying to be legitimate about this, then it shouldn't. Politics shouldn't matter. But it, clearly, it does. Right? It's all we're hearing. China did it. China did it. And it's not even over yet. Right? Just like I said in the beginning, it's the reason they don't name it after the location because it's almost always incorrect. It's just we're going to assume the first person, the first place that you noticed it is the place that it came from. That's just obviously naive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, very, very well said. So, um, yeah, that's, that's that's definitely fascinating. And and what's what's even what's even more interesting is is now we're seeing with uh, you know media reports come out like you know maybe this has been here a lot longer than we thought it has. Maybe uh, you know maybe exactly. maybe uh, t- maybe a bunch of the population's already been uh, has already gotten this and, and recovered from it. You know, hmm. I wonder. You know, maybe maybe this could maybe this could really be the case. Um, so so we're we're kind of seeing now. Um, <clears throat> I don't they know. censored and, us for saying that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but when we per- they, they, like a month they, ago, they, when we first started saying that, they, they, were like they censored it whenever, videos when they needed to justify the lockdown, when they needed to justify taking away people's freedoms. Yeah, that's when they were they, when they mm-hmm. wanted to, to, to cover that up. Um, so I, I just think it's it's really really interesting now. Like I mean, obviously I, I um, obviously it's. I, I don't know what's going on, hundred um, percent. You don't either. I mean, we, we, we're we're, tr- we're trying to figure out. We're we're, tr- we're, we're trying our best to figure out. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it, it. It seems like uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the more the more I, the more I learn about it, uh, the more it seems like it's it's just a big giant, uh, uh, big giant just just excuse to, to to push to ram through their agendas. Um, that that's really it. Just seems like like an excuse. And then uh, and then obviously that the controlled economic collapse as well. Um, it just seems like a, like an excuse to me. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, I, I think the the biggest the biggest issue. With all of this, really, is I mean, again, like I said before, wh- whether we're talking about wh- whether you think this is real, fake, whatever, whatever your theory is around what's happening here, I think we all have to acknowledge that what they're doing is using the the chaos and the fear to force in all the things they've always been trying to force in. I mean, and this couldn't be any clearer. I mean, again, real, fake, or otherwise. Do you do we really need the Defense Production Act? Do we really need defense martial law that's never going to really go away? Do we really need a 2.2 trillion stimulus package plus four from the Fed plus more stimulus packages coming over mm-hmm. the top so we can all get a thousand dollar check? Right. That this is obviously not right. And everywhere else in the world is showing us that right now. And yet Americans seemingly cannot pull themselves out of the two party illusion long enough 
to recognize that we're being the, the, the wool's being pulled. We're, we are being tricked as we speak again, real or not. We are being tricked. That has to settle in for people just like 9-11. We never got those things back. No, I mean, honest people can look at right. even, even people that at once were on the side of it can look at 9-11, the Patriot Act. And we all have to acknowledge that was one of the most catastrophic things that ever happened for the U.S. Constitution. We never came back from that. Now, mm-hmm. this is this is the last nail in the coffin, in my opinion. We need to fight this. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I, I certainly agree. I, 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 I certainly agree. Um, so let me uh, take a quick look at chat and see if we've got uh, any um, questions there. Um, so, uh, someone said, uh, and this was from a little bit ago, self-censorship is real with the status. You can't hit them with all kinds of, you can hit them with all kinds of thought. You can't hit them with all kinds of thought crime at the same time. Uh, Richard, people are just allergic to the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, un- unfortunately. And, uh, you know, and, and, and this is something I've, I've, I've noticed even just, uh, you know, from being in the alternative media, you know, for a handful of years or so is just that a lot of people don't have any motivation or desire to look into the truth. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I can't even imagine just living a life where, um, you know, this, this box or this, you know, this, 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 you know, square box on my wall tells me, um, everything that I need to do and everything I need to think, um, or this thing in my pocket that feeds me the news that it wants to feed me through algorithms. Like to have that, just to have that, I, I, I can't imagine it. It's crazy. I just can't imagine it. Yeah, it, no you know, brings there, to mind one. No, no, it, it brings to mind a, a an interesting um, interview. I I I don't remember if this was Eric Schmidt or this this was somebody in regard to Google, and I I don't think that was the right name, but one of the higher ups. And they point, and you probably remember this. They asked him, you know, you know what what is I forget what the exact question was actually, but it was something about the search results and what they're what they're striving to do. And he said, well, look, he said if you get if you search for something and you get more than one result, then we're failing. And I thought that, you know, to the, to the average person thinking, oh, well, that's interesting. So they want to fine tune it down to the, you know, so what are they saying? Are they saying that they are going to know what you're asking for? Or are they saying that they want to be able to know what they should be presenting to you if you ask a certain question, right? So the idea that they are only ever going to present to you one thing when you ask a question, and that's the idea of success, that's pretty horrifying. And we need to realize mm-hmm. what they're saying there, that that's what they want. They want a world where you only get one answer. Right, that you don't have the possibility to think for yourself and come to your own conclusions. You just get what the government tells yeah. you. That's it. Right. That's that's their envision of success, and we have to be aware of that. That's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. It definitely is, and I guess just uh, um, for for this more more this more general picture. I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the medical martial law, uh, medical martial law, um, and one of the craziest things to me is you now. Obviously, I, I, it's not surprising to see uh, you know like uh, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, and the World Health Organization, CDC, you know, push vaccines. Like that's not really surprising, but to see um, you know like uh, doctors that I follow on Twitter um, or people like that talking about a, talking about a vaccine, how you know like it'd, it'd be really good, you know really good if if if, if uh, you know they, they could you know if, if these elites could come up with one so that we you know we could we could come up with have have this immunity well, what's just crazy crazy to me is that it's they say it could take what 18 months for a vaccine a long time um they're already working on it you know rest assured you know they're putting a bunch of money you know bill gates especially is putting a ton of money into into funding that funding this research well we're you know f- even from you know mainstream media, they're learning new things about this every single day. So how can they come up? How how are they? How are they even? I I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're still trying to figure out what's what exactly is going on, right? Um, now, obviously, we know there might while, be another, yeah, might be another agenda there, right? Yes, we we know there's a different agenda there. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you just the, the, I bring back to the same point with the vaccines and anthrax, right? I mean, again, even more relevant. This is the same people. 
The same people, Emergent Biosolutions, yeah. it's the, one of the main groups. These are the same people tied in with the same lies from before that are now working on this right now, right? So remember, think about what happened with anthrax, right? They forced in a treatment fast under the guise of fear without going through – I, I mm -hmm. doubt they ever really go through per, the right safety precautions anyway, but they force it through. They then mandate that it must be given to, to American soldiers – Eight, upwards of 80% of those people had massive side effects, headaches that never went away for the rest of their life. Some of them debilitating stuff that they never mm. got over for the rest of their life. And they, after that happened, after they had whistleblowers and people that said, you are hurting these people, the very same people that they mindlessly sent in to fight during 1918, right? Sure shows you how much they mm -hmm. really care about these people. But even after the whistleblowers and different people and doctors spoke out, they still forced it in. Right. They still made sure this happened. Then, of course, when the actual scare happened, well, then we're, well, we'll fear, fear, fear. And they just pushed it in anyway. So even knowing that it was having these effects, both the government and the people behind the financial aspects of it didn't care. These are the same people, guys. This was not that long ago. This is 2001 people. We need to see what's possible. And these are the same people. Then they're doing it again now, at least possibly. And we're not allowed to ask that question. The mainstream media is telling us we can't challenge official events. We can't question authoritative sources. That's why we need to be able to, man, that just scares me that we yeah. can even have this discussion. It's even up in the air that we won't be able to ask these questions. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it definitely is, and and uh, and this this entire situation caught me caught me by surprise. Like I'm sure it caught caught a lot of people by surprise. I mean, obviously America, I, I hadn't obviously I'm I'm a, I'm a free market anarchist. I haven't I haven't viewed America as 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 land of the free since. I don't really think ever, but um, you know, and it's not it's obviously not getting any better, and especially after uh, after these uh, after. Uh, after what's transpired over the past few months, uh, yeah, what what's uh you know what little freedoms are are, are uh, were left are, are now gone, and uh, I mean hell, the First Amendment suspended. Uh, I, I put this up on on I put this up on a fascist post a couple days ago, but um, Easter Sunday gatherings. They were illegal. Like, they were. It was a. It was a gorist activity. It was black market. You know, black gray market activity because it was illegal. Like you could not have a an Easter get together of more than what you know eight people or whatever. That's crazy. Um, that is honestly yeah, crazy. Yeah, pro protests. Yeah. Protests, right? Think about that. Like the point you made. Protest, even if people to the guise of virus, of course, it's because virus and we're in danger. That's their argument. But you, you're literally saying because of whatever excuse, fill in the blank, you no longer are able to execute your First Amendment right. That's never a possibility that we should be in. in period. Right. There's never an excuse. There's not something you can put in that box that then can be followed by so you don't have this right. That doesn't happen. That's the point. These people do not. These people are being treasonous right now. That's where we are. You mentioned the the medical martial law. I mean, that's horrifying. Some of these, some of these things we're seeing. People yeah. being – grown men being forced to the ground and forcefully injected or taken blood even as they refused because they felt that the, the doctor deemed them no longer medically fit to make their own decisions. That just happened because the guy didn't think this was actually happening. You can't have your own opinion today. Otherwise, you're going to be medically forcefully treated. I mean it's just – that's so crazy. We can't allow this country to be that. It, it is that right now. Once again, we need to fight if we want this to change. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, uh, the 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 only way they're going to stop is if people resist. And they're, yeah, the, the, I mean, it, it's just kind of have to see. You know, what at what point will that be for? Uh, and I mentioned this last actually on last night's stream. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that line in this that so called you know proverbial line in the sand is for for Americans anymore. I don't know. Um, I hope it's almost there. You know, I've, I hope we've almost hit that point, and I hope that things uh, start to you know the core starts to, to reverse um and uh 
I, I hope I hope it does. I hope it does. But uh, um, I know uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, uh, we've got a time window here. So um, go ahead and, and kind of wrap up there. Um, do you have any other uh, any other uh, anything else you wanted to get out on um, that we didn't that we uh, didn't cover on the subject so far? Or the Spanish flu or uh, um, anything of the sort? Yeah, you know, maybe we should, you know, I'm happy to come back again in the near future and do it again. There's just so much, you know, t- right. so many things I could throw in there. There's so much. Infer- I just recommend you check out my videos from the channel and, and you know, dive into all the data and, and look at it, read it, you know, understand it. But the, just to end on the note that you made there, you know, the line in the sand. I mean, you want my honest opinion, as I'm sure you do. <laughs> We're past that. Right. That line has that the line for me. Derek Rose made this very clear when I talked to him on my show that, you know, that we, that line was crossed the moment that they no longer really abided by your constitutional rights. The moment that they were forcing people medical treatment. I mean, look, these lines were crossed a long time ago when they started even mm-hmm. discussing that these things could be discussed. Right? The idea that the that constitutional rights can just be ignored or removed or voted out is just ridiculous. Right? But we have to recognize whatever that line was crossed or wherever you thought it was crossed, we're past it. Yeah. We are past it. What we're doing right now is not indicative of what we're told this country is. Bottom line. We don't these I've trying to tell people before inherent God given those things mean something, right? These things aren't just they can't just be discussed. And you, even look, even if you have every single member of Congress get together and vote and decide that the Second Amendment is no longer valid, that doesn't mean anything. These things are inherent rights. Anything else that's happened since then that there did that were, you know, discussions or, or you know, uh, uh, amending different things that didn't abide that didn't apply to the Bill of Rights. Is a different discussion. We're talking about your 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 amendments, the, the God-given inherent rights that the, the founding fathers didn't give anybody. The government didn't give these things to people. They simply wrote down things that they're acknowledging that all human beings have. <coughs> Excuse me. That all human beings have. And that's such an important thing to think about. Mm-hmm. These things are there. They're inherent. You have them. Endowed by your creator. Shall not be infringed. We have to understand what these mean. No matter who is in power or who what the, what they say or no matter what other, everybody else gets together and gets you know razzed up by some kind of political mo- movement or, or statement, we have to see that these things cannot be taken away. And the moment that they start to suggest that or do it like they're doing right now, we're past that line. We're past it. Time to take action. Could couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Ryan, I, I certainly appreciate you coming on uh, coming on to chat. So it was a great conversation. We'll have to get you back on. Um, the website's thelastamericanvagabond.com. Is there anything else you'd uh, you like to plug? Uh, just thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. You can just check out the daily wrap up. Um, Whitney Webb series part three is coming out probably in the next week or so. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. Thanks, Ryan. You have a great every day. All right. And uh, for the rest of you guys, thanks so much uh, for, for tuning in. Um, certainly hope you, you enjoyed uh, that discussion. Um, yeah, as I said, uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, pull up, I'll pull it up uh, here on screen. Um, but yeah, make sure to, to check out. Um, yeah, here I've got on screen. Uh, this is uh, Whitney's category. Uh, make sure to check out all of her articles. Uh, looks like there's uh, yeah, a handful of them up right now, and I actually just found out about the last couple that are up there uh, today, so I'm going to be uh, reading those uh, as soon as uh, I finish this up. So um, lastamericanvagabond.com is the website. Please do um, go check that out. I mean, it, I mean it, beyond anything else, really, I mean, if, if someone only wants to take like an hour or two to, to get up to date on what's going on, I would say, you know, print them out these you know these handful of articles and give them to them um maybe that wouldn't be great best for everybody but regardless i mean everything a lot of what you need to know the background information um you know the 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 pandemic behind all of this um 
that's uh, definitely a great place, uh, a great place to go, and I'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, so thanks so much for uh, for tuning in, and uh, don't have any pl- any uh, streams planned right now, but uh, I will. Uh, sure, I'll be back live this week. So thanks, guys. Uh, until next time.